0: Mrs. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you.
1: Hi. I'm your son. Here
0: we
2: are, face to face, a couple of silver spoons.
1: Hoping to find we're two of a kind. Make it
3: a go, make it a pro. It's Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast, and today I'm going to be discussing Season 1, Episode 3, entitled Grandfather Stratton, which aired on October 9th, 1982. In this episode, Ricky wants to meet his grandfather, but finds that Edward has no interest in seeing his father. An attitude that is definitely mutual. Knowing how important it was for him to know his father, Ricky devises a plan to reconcile the two. Oh, Ricky. Oh, um, I don't know. Is that such a good idea? Well, Grandpa Stratton shows up in other episodes and other seasons, so maybe it was. I don't know. And like I've said before, a lot of the, um, I originally had this DVD set back in, gosh, has it been 11 years? But even then, it just, I mean, I had to rebuy it because you know, I'm getting rid of it. But anyway, um, a lot of these episodes, guys, these are going to be new to me because I don't remember watching them. And the other seasons the only times I even would have watched any of Silver Spoons would have been in reruns on television when I was young. So, I mean, this is an 82, guys. I would only have been, a, what, six weeks old when this episode aired? So, yeah. All right, let's get into it. Oh, you know, what? I want to read, I want to read, what's this? Um, The back of the DVD thing for this episode. It says, because... The descriptions sometimes are a little different from each other. Ricky asks Kate about his grandfather and learns that he and Edward haven't seen eye-to-eye in years. Well, Ricky, remember that conversation your dad had when he had to go punish you? About how his dad called him a fool after he spilled that orange juice on all his dad's important papers? And he said, at that moment, I hated my father? Yeah, that... that that probably contributed to that, uh, that quite a bit. Um, this episode's got 7.3 out of 10, based on 28 ratings. It was directed by Jack Shea, who seems to direct a lot of the episodes. David W. Duklin was one of the, you know, he's the creator, one of the writers. And we got a lot of creators on the show. So many, I'm not going to name them all. There's no trivia. Oh, there's a quote. But Grandpa Stratton, look at this place. It was as if i died and gone to Coney Island. So he's never seen Edward's house. Never, never. All right. Okay, guys, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, after I'm done covering the episode, I will talk about one of the books that I finished. It was really, really good. And I'll tell you ways to connect with the podcast if you'd like to. All right. So we open up the episode in the Stratton household, the living room, and Edward is playing what looks like a computerized version of chess. When he picks up one of the pieces to make a move, you hear the thing go bleep, bleep, bleep. And then we see what looks like... Um, this mechanical arm, but it looks more like, um, like kind of almost like something you see on like a record player, you know, when you would drop that and it would start to play music and stuff like that, and, but it stretches out. So I'm guessing it's like, uh, a chessboard game that you can play against a quote unquote computer. So, it looks pretty pretty. This has got to be one of his, uh, this guy is a genius. Edward is a genius coming up with all these ideas. It's amazing. Wow. He deserves that million doll- mi- millions of dollars that he has. Oh, it even has a robotic voice to it. Because it, like, moves the piece, that robotic arm, and it says, checkmate. This is so cool. Guys, I don't even play chess in this Maybe it might make me want to learn. If it were something cool like this, sure. I'd give it a shot. Two people in my life had tried to get me to play chess, and I gave up halfway uh, through them explaining it. So, it's got a robotic laugh, too. (laughs) I take it Edward's not that great at playing chess? Because Ricky's, like, got his arm kind of bent on... Edward's shoulder, like he's just kind of looking down at it. (laughs) So, of course, Edward doesn't like the laughing, so he just unplugs the thing from the outlet, like, (laughs) who's laughing now? So, the doorbell rings, and, of course, Edward uses the door opener, which is probably one of the most convenient inventions I've ever seen in my life. And it's Leonard. Leonard comes in. He's got some business paperwork for Edward to sign off on. And it's from Grandpa. Grandpa Stratton. Or Daddy Stratton. (laughs) Edward's daddy. So, um, right away, it's like, you, you can tell there's a little bit of, uh turmoil there like oh yeah great my father oh look he attached a nice little note that says hurry up like okay (laughs) because when Leonard comes in the door he's like oh wow Leonard you look like you're in a hurry are you in a hurry and Leonard's like uh yeah here sign this I got places to go things to do people to see
2: that I always vote the opposite of him. So if he says he wants me to vote yes, that could mean he wants me to vote no. Oh, boy, he's devious. (laughs) What do you think, Leonard? Don't ask me. I'm biased. Oh? Yeah, I don't give a damn. one
1: What that'll put a lot of lug lucknutters out of a job. Well, major just not
3: voters a split so you got to decide vote. Oh, so, Ricky of course, catches on you know to this hostility between uh Edward and his dad because of the way that Edward's talking about him. And it's like, jeez, dad, you make him, whatever you talk about your dad, you make him sound like a mean guy. And, and you know, I just, you know, I brought up the whole thing with the last episode about what Edward said about, you know, his father and how Edward spilled that orange juice or whatever on his paperwork and he called him a fool and told him to get out of his office and never come in there. And the, Edward said, you know, I hate from then on. I, I hated my dad and everything like that. It's like, yeah. You know, and as uh, you heard in the clip, you know, Edward's like, Well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. And then he turns to Leonard, he's like, Well, how is the old buzzard? The old, uh. How was. <laughs> the old. Almost like, how is the old geezer? The old man? <laughs> so I guess it's like. Some type of form that Edward's got to vote on. His father's factory in Taiwan is. Possibly going to be relocated. and It means putting a lot of people out of jobs. It's a lug nut factory, so it's clearly got to be with like cars and stuff. Lug nuts. Those are like when you're having to change a tire, you gotta take the you know the lug nuts off and stuff like that. Edward doesn't even know what a lug nut is, cause he asks, <laughs> "What is that?" You know, and, and, and Edward's like, well, gee, I usually vote the opposite of what my father wants, but now, if he knows that, maybe he, he he's wanting me to vote this way, so, or what, it's just like, okay, great. So, Ricky comes up with an idea, like, hey, why don't you learn what this company does exactly? So that way, um, you don't just make a rash decision just because you don't like your dad and you want to vote against whatever he wants to do, which Ricky does bring up a good point. It's like, if this is something about the fact that people could be out of work just because of relocating this company, this isn't something to just vote willy nilly on because you hate your dad. This affects a lot of people. Oh, okay, wait a minute. No, he said his Baltimore lug nut factory. So it's in Baltimore right now, but he wants to relocate it to Taiwan. Okay, I get it. Yes, I can see where definitely a lot of people would be out of work because they wouldn't be transferring to Taiwan from Baltimore. That would mess up a lot of people. But, of course, Edward's father, he's a man, he, he's all about business. He doesn't care about people's feelings. He doesn't care that people could be out of work. And that people probably have families and themselves to support. So, yeah. At least, and Edward kind of sees us like that would put a lot of people out of work. And Leonard says, well, the stockholders are split on the decision, so Edward's dad's giving Edward the deciding vote. Okay, well. But the thing is, Edward's not invested in this company. He has no idea. He doesn't even know what a lug nut is. I'm sure with Ricky's help, he can make the right decision. Yeah, Edward, you know that vehicle you drive. Well, the lug nuts hold in um, the tire itself. They keep it. <clears throat> they keep it on the car. So <laughs> uh, this is not all that interesting, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry to be dragging on about this. But Edward, you know, he's all like, oh, study upon lug nuts and blah, blah. It's like, how about you study the company first and learn about that and then make your decision. Oh, he finally gets it. Edward finally, like, oh, lug nuts. I, like, yeah, you do. So Leonard leaves. Did Edward even sign that paper? And, okay, so Ricky and Edward are sitting down on the couch and... Ricky mentions about wanting to meet his grandpa. Like, just let him meet him once. I don't even think that Grandpa Stratton even knows that Ricky exists, because Edward certainly did not, unless maybe Evelyn, Ricky's mother, might have tried to hit him up for money or some, but otherwise she would have been hitting up Edward for child support all those years. But she didn't, because she's clearly got money too. Where did she and Edward meet? On a rich person's cruise? So I'm going to play this clip about Ed, um, Ricky asking to meet his grandpa. I like to meet my
2: grandpa. Can we go see him? Uh, well, Ricky. birthdays wasn't really his fault he had to be out making million dollar deals somewhere i didn't really mind eating most of my meals alone while he was dining with presidents kings anybody in the world except his own son he has no skin off
0: my nose dad you're wrecking the pillow i don't care he's a great man
2: guys are worse
0: than insurance salesmen. I told
2: him I was
3: just browsing. So, yeah, Edward's got a lot of pent-up anger over his dad, especially all the birthdays that his dad missed because he was dining with, you know, rich people and, and, and kings and presidents and everything like that, missing all those birthdays. So, Edward's mother, when did she pass away? Because Edward says all those years, nights that I ate dinners alone, like, then she must have passed away when he was a young boy. I can't remember, now all of a sudden, it's like I can't remember the pilot episode whether he even mentioned his mother. He must have. He must have mentioned her. You know, and, and, and Edward says, like, yeah, buddy, I know you want to meet your grandfather, but he's uh he's a scary guy. He's uh yeah, he's really scary. And uh I mean I can understand Ricky being curious about wanting to meet him. I mean he just met his dad and everything. And I was thinking about when Edward said all the birthdays that he missed. I'm surprised Ricky didn't shoot back, like, oh, remember all the birthdays of mine you missed? Oh, that's right, because I you didn't know I exist. But anyway, um Edward gets so irritated and angry he's like like tugging on this pillow in his hands and everything like that. And Ricky's like, Dad, you're like gonna rip that pillow in two and Edward doesn't care. He ends up ripping it. Like, ah and Kate comes out of the office and she says there's a phone call from a Mr. So and so on the phone about the roller coaster company or something. And Edward's like, Oh, those people are worse than insurance salesmen or telemarketers. I'm sure they had telemarketers back then. And um he's like, I was just browsing. Like, well, Edward, you got the money. You probably couldn't Build your own amusement park. That'd be kind of cool. So Edward goes to talk to the guy on the phone as Kate comes out, and Ricky's kind of wanting to talk to her about, you know, what's up with my dad and my grandfather. I mean, dad pretty much says he and grandpa don't get along at all, and I get the hostility and whatnot, but maybe you could shine a light on some of this. Like, what does this really stem from? (laughs) Do
0: you know what? But I like
1: that. No big deal. No big deal.
0: You're doing it to me, Ricky. Ricky, you
1: want me back to the lake again?
3: I'll get the address. Ricky, buddy, you're putting Kate in a heck of an awkward position. It's like, hey, can you get my grandpa's address? And Kate's kind of like, I don't think your dad would want me doing that. And she even says, Ricky, this is a family matter. I really, she's, I, I like my job. I want to keep my job. Please don't put me in the middle of this. But he he just keeps on, like, and he even tries to, you know, get her, like, tell me about your grandpa. Do you have a grandfather? What do you call him? What's he like? I wish I had a grandfather like that. And it's like, And she's like, don't do this, Ricky. Please don't. You're doing this. Stop. Stop doing this. Oh. (laughs) And he keeps looking up at her and batting his eyelashes like, please, please. Puppy, I have my puppy dog eyes. He's got the puppy dog eyes. (laughs) She's like, all right, I'll get the address. Like, okay, yeah, I think Edward's not going to be too happy about that. But maybe, honestly... I think Ricky needs to do this. He needs to see his grandfather and see what he's like. Because he's, you know, he's curious and everything. But I think once he sees the old grumpy plus man that his grandpa is, maybe he'll be like, gee, Dad, I understand now why you two don't get along. But then again, you know, that's me talking. That's not Ricky. Ricky's probably going to have a whole completely different outlook. So... My mom's dad, my my grandfather on that side, passed away when I was... I was two months shy of turning eight. So, um, he was an okay guy. Um I don't really have the best memories. But my dad's dad, my, my grandpa grandpa in my eyes, um, was really, really funny. Um, he would, um... He'd always have, like, that doublemint gum in his shirt pocket, and me and my cousins would always, like, line up to, like, get a piece of gum. Um, also, you know, my grandpa also liked to listen to Paul Harvey on the radio whenever we'd, um, you know, drive around. But one of my favorite memories that I love and cherish, I was 13 going on 14, and... We went to the animal shelter because you know I wanted to get a dog, and we we're you know looking for you know a farm dog type dog. And of course, having seen the movie Beethoven, I wanted a Saint Bernard. We didn't get one. <laughs> Not in the animal shelters. Um, so I went to the first one and looked. I didn't see any dogs that I wanted we went to another one didn't see any dogs that I wanted so we went back to the other one and just as I was about ready to leave like I I went down the row of cages and I turned around and came back and I saw this mostly she looked like a black lab and she was just looking at me with these beautiful eyes I'm like thinking in my mind now like how did I miss this beautiful dog so I'm okay grandpa grandpa I want this one And we got her, and she jumped right up into the truck, and everything. I remember, like, she was, you know, the dogs, they've been in cages. They don't get out a lot, so a lot of energy. But eventually, I ended up calling her Delilah, and she lived until I was, gosh, I think I was 20 when she passed, but she was already three years old when I got her, but... Oh, she was, a, she. the one thing she hated was, um, thunderstorms, hated them. She, like, uh, ripped through the screen door and everything, so, yeah, but that was just, I'm, th- one of the memories I love of my grandfather was, was that, just, you know, getting able to, being able to do that, I remember helping out once or twice at the, um, Lansing City Fruit Market, you know, helping run a fruit stand. Because all the, all the cousins got to, to do that over the years. I remember those days. Those were the longest Saturdays from, like, having to get up at, like, 5 in the morning and not getting done until the place closes at, like, 5 p.m. Whew. But anyway, guys, that's my memory of my grandfather. So, Kaverland, she gets the address for him because... Ricky batted his beautiful eyelashes, like, please give me the address. So we meet Grandfather Stratton. At first I'm like, is he working in Edward's office? No, he's got his own home, his own office, with his giant picture of himself. I don't know if I could work in a room with a giant picture of myself on the wall. That's kind of weird. And you know he's working on something important because he's got his work glasses, his reading glasses on. So Ricky steps in there and um, his grandfather kind of turns like, all right, he's got a visitor. So maybe a, uh, a secretary or a housekeeper someone just let him in. So as soon as Ricky says hi, the guy goes to his intercom and says to his secretary or whoever, a young man here, a prepubescent little boy has come into my office. Will you please escort him out of here? He doesn't even answer Ricky. He just, he doesn't look, he looks at him for a split second and it's like, no, I'm your grandson. It's like, he doesn't even know that he has a grandson. I feel bad for Ricky. I think he's gonna get his little heart broken here. pre <laughs> So Ricky clears stuff up. He's like, I'm authorized to be here. I'm your grandson, Ricky. And then, uh, Grandpa Stratton tells the intercom that, um, don't worry about it. I'll take care of this. So I'm gonna play this clip. <laughs>
0: Said you were an
2: old buzzard. You know that your father call me an old buzzard. <laughs> Maybe you are my
1: grandson. <laughs>
2: What's your mother's name?
1: Evelyn.
3: Sip. So yeah, the guy's not buying it. It's like, no, I would know if I had a grandson. I keep up on these things. And he basically thinks that Ricky is just some kid coming around saying, "I'm your grandson and I want you to pay my way through college and the rest of my life." Like And Ricky is seeing this and he's like probably thinking like, "Oh, dad was right. This guy is kind of a jerk." And he, he and he even tells the guy, so it's like, "Yeah, my dad was right about you. You're just some old buzzard." And that's what... um Grandpa Stratton just stands up and and says, like, wait a minute, your dad said this? And Ricky's like, yeah. So he he looks at Ricky's like, what's your mother's name? And he's like, Evelyn. And all of a sudden, things start to click. Like, all right, buddy, sit down, let's have a little uh, chat here. You know, and I want to say, Ricky's 12 years old, right? Buddy... You don't get it. You cannot just go up to someone and say, hey, I'm your long lost grand or er, grandson and expect them not to be a little bit suspicious. Because he walked into this thinking, this man's going to welcome me with open arms. No, he's not. At least not right away. I mean, if this happened nowadays, he would probably, all right, I want a DNA test if this happened you know with Edward he probably like I want a DNA test because you're coming to me and you're telling me that you're my child <laughs> but um all right let's hear what grandpa has to say to Ricky maybe he'll shed some light on uh, his relationship with Edward
0: Grandfather Grandson type stuff. We can hang around together. I do not hang around. (laughs) small <laughs> dad too. It's almost as if he doesn't have a father and you don't have a son.
3: So as soon as Ricky sits down, his grandpa is on him about, all right, let's say you're my grandson. What are you supposed to do about this? And Ricky's like, well, all I want to do is to, like just hang out and like do grandpa-grandson things. You know, flying a kite, and Grandpa nixes that. Nah, nah, I don't fly kites. And and Ricky suggests something else. Like, ah, don't do that either. It's like, jeez." Oh, Ricky said, oh, a hug would be nice, but I bet you loved that, too. At first, I'm like, because he says it so fast, like, I had to rewind it a couple times. Like, what did he say? A hug. No one wants to hug that old man. (laughs) It'd be like hugging a mannequin. There'd be nothing there. Or hugging an inanimate object. There'd be nothing being returned in that hug. A hug only works if two people take part in it. So Grandpa's like, oh, so you say your name is Richard. And Ricky's corrects him, like, no, it's Ricky. But I mean, you can call me whatever you want, Gramps. And of course, Grandpa doesn't like me. Don't 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 call me Gramps, please. <laughs> and I think like he still calls Ricky Richard. He is like the only one. I think that calls, well, wait, maybe Dexter does later on. He, uh, calls him Richard, because Leonard, I think, just calls him Ricky. But I think later on as the show, like, gets, when Ricky gets older, and what I told Jeremy, I'll probably do this. I'll just start referring to Ricky as Rick, because I think that's what they do later on. They drop the whole Ricky thing, because he's, by, season's, like, four, five, six, Ricky is not a young boy anymore. He is a young man on the verge of adulthood. So Grandpa Stratton says, I'm not a Gramps. Gabby Hayes is a Gramps. So I'm like, okay, Gabby Hayes. So I looked him up. George Francis Gabby Hayes, born in 1885, died in 1969, was an American actor. Okay, so I get that. Began as something of a leading man character player best known for his numerous appearances in B-Western films. So, crappy Westerns. As the bewhiskered, cantankerous, woman-hating, but ever-loyal and brave comic sidekick of the Cowboy Star. Okay, cool. He looks like a Grams. (laughs) now he looks like the guy that would like when he gets drunk he gets goofy or something he's loud (laughs) he doesn't look like someone who would get mean and angry when they're drunk so Ricky says oh by the way my dad sends his regards you know sends his best and Grandpa Stratton is all like hey he's not good enough he never was good enough I didn't sit on my inheritance like he does but Edward's, like, doing cool stuff. He's got a toy company. He's got a bunch of other companies, I think, that he ran. I thought at one point he, like, ran. it. He had an ice cream parlor that he lets, like, Ricky manage for, like, a day or a week or something. Like, he's got so many companies that will later learn. So he's not sitting on his inheritance, Grandpa. He's doing stuff with the money. I mean, toys make people happy. He donates to Toys for Tots. Granted, he was going to donate a Ferrari, but he donates for Toys for Tots. He's got children's interests at heart. You might want to try that, Grandpa Stratton. So we get a little insight into Grandpa Stratton's relationship with his own father. How... He says, Edward's just like my dad, who sat on his inheritance, and he drove me mad. Just crazy. I guess he even says that Edward and his father look really similar. Oh, well, so that is that why you don't talk to your son or see him? Because he reminds you of your dad? And then <laughs> Grandpa Strand's like, oh, you know what? You kind of look like, uh, you look like my dad. Err. Himself or something like that, and of course Ricky kind of turns away because he's got a he's got to laugh about the guy. I don't look anything like that man. I <laughs> oh no, he says that Ricky's got a distinct resemblance to himself. Like okay, sure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and it's so funny how Ricky just plays it off like oh yeah, as he's kind of touching his face like yeah I I I see it too. <laughs> so, Drampus Stratton is like, I suppose that brains and good looks skip a generation, as in, well, Edward didn't get any of that, but clearly, looking by looking at you, you did, because you remind me of myself, and <clears throat> Ricky's like, oh, well, didn't uh, your great-grandfather start the family business? And it turns out he he did, he invented the, um, the inner tube, and then went on to invent the automobile t- tire for the automobile, and of course struck it rich with that. And it made me think of, um, <laughs> this time when I was, like, maybe 10 years old, or maybe a little less, a little older. And we'd all went to the beach, my, my family and everything, an extended family, <laughs> and we had this black inner tube, and my dad put it in the trunk, and he, like, was slamming the trunk without realizing, well, the inner tube's still kind of sticking out. It's not all the way in the trunk. And, of course, by slamming the hood down a couple times, he popped the inner tube. <laughs> and I just remembered that. I'm like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> So I thought that was funny. Well, at the time, not really, but I laughed about it later. (laughs) Okay, so clearly Grandpa Stratton is only interested in money, making more money, and... Yeah. He's not a fun guy at all. He's very stern, very strict, very... to-do on how... You know, he's, he doesn't look like he has a sense of humor or a funny bone in his body at all. But it is really fun watching this older man play opposite a 12-year-old boy. And just the interaction is like, Ricky's trying to get something out of him and everything. It's just Ricky's carefree, you know, nature. He, he's being a kid, you know, he's acting Questions like a kid would. And just it's, it's just funny, this guy's responses and everything like that. It's like, I love how when Ricky says, I asked my father if he had any pics of you. Not pictures, pics. Isn't that usually what we say nowadays? We say pics. I say pics instead of pictures. It's quick. It's to the point. It's only four letters. So much easier. And, yeah, Edward's got no pictures of his father. Well, why would he? He doesn't want to look at his father and remind him of their crappy relationship. I mean, who would? So, Edward, or, um, Ricky's like, hey, do you got any pictures of your dad? He's he's like, yeah, but I don't look at it. (laughs) So, Grandpa Stratton says, I don't look at the picture because it brings back too many painful memories. I have pictures of my dad hanging out. I got one on the fridge. I got a couple on the fridge, actually. Speaking of, we probably should have a current picture taken. It'd be nice, you know, definitely to have one of me and my dad and my sister, because I don't think we have... I don't think we have any of just the three of us to get. Well, we might. But still, it'd be nice to have a current picture, because... The two that I have on the fridge right now is one of me and my dad when I graduated from high school, and then the other one was taken three years ago at a wedding reception with him and I and my grandma. This is the thing that's really um, I don't I don't know if it's like maybe I'm not you know making fun of Ricky Schroeder's. If he's got... It's not a list. I'm not sure. Because he says, I have a great idea. And then when he was talking to Edward about his father, and you hear it in the clip, and then this one too that I played, when he says, father. Or in the pilot episode he said, hey, mister. It's like, I don't get it. But, you know, like I said, I'm not making fun of him or anything. It's just, it's interesting. It's like how I'm picking up on these little... These little things here. So, I think Ricky gets down to the meat of why he came to see his grandfather. Like, hey, how about you come with me? We'll go to the house. We'll surprise my dad. No. Grandfather's friends are like, no. I'm I'm not going to do that. I don't want to see your dad. And Ricky leaves hurt. He's like, oh, gee. You know... My dad didn't know about me for 12 years. He missed 12 years of my life. And it makes, you know, it's just sad that you missed all those years with your son. When you, you know, he's basically, he's guilting. He's guilting Grandpa Stratton into seeing Edward. But no, um, Grandpa Stratton just goes right back to what he was doing when Ricky came in there. He's like... You know, signing off on documents and everything like that. So it's like, either it got to him, because after Ricky leaves, I guess that portrait with the picture of, like, his father, he flips it, and it's a picture of what looks like Edward and one of those really old, you know, back when... um. Those bathing suits that men wore were basically a one-piece. And it had, like, the inner tube. He was holding the inner tube. And it looks just like a painting of Edward, but with a mustache and wearing a men's 1920s bathing suit. So, we, you know, I think, and we see in that, okay, Ricky has gotten to Grandpa Stratton a little bit. Like, he, um... He peeled away some layers of onion and yeah. So Yeah, as I was saying about um Grandpa Stratton just says hey we had he your dad and I got nothing in common. Well you both got the same name, aren't you Edward the S- Stratton the second? He's Edward Stratton the third? Wait, is that right? Wait, hold on a second. I gotta look that up. Gosh. Okay, I looked it up just to be clear, because it's say, like, "Come on, I should know this." This podcast, I should know this. This is regular information. Yes, Grandpa Stratton is Edward Stratton the second. His father would be Edward Stratton the first, or just Edward Stratton. Gosh, can you imagine if Edward had known about Ricky and everything? So, if that were the case, would Ricky then be Edward Stratton the Fourth? I don't know if they go that far. I don't know. So, Jeremy just informed me that, yes, you can, a lineage can go even as far as the Fourth, the Fifth, and on and on and on and on. So yeah, uh Grandpa Stratton puts his glasses back on and just resumes what he was doing before Ricky showed up. And Ricky goes to walk away, turns back, says, Well, I'll be going now. Grandpa Stratton does not look up. He doesn't say, Alright, bye. You know, he's he's formal and everything. But it's like he's like, Alright, this this meeting's adjourned, we're done here, you can leave. And Ricky feels, you know, it's like, clearly, I didn't make any impression, I didn't have any effect on him, but, you know, if Ricky had stayed there a split second longer, he would have seen Grandpa Stratton turn that picture around to see his grandfather, so, yeah. It's, it's sad, you know, but, I mean, maybe Ricky needed this, he needed to see that Edward was right, this is what his his grandfather is like, that's... And it's a pattern, because Edward, you know, has a crappy relationship with his father. His father had a bad relationship with his father. It's history repeating itself, clearly. I wonder if we're ever going to hear about Edward's mother, because I still can't remember if Edward had mentioned in the pilot, or even in the last episode, whether or not his mother had, like, died young, or whether his mother had divorced his father, or anything like that. Oh, oh, um, Ricky applies the screws here. He really does. He goes for the jugular, like, you know, I feel bad for you, and my father, too. It's almost like my dad doesn't even have a father. Like, ooh. <laughs> and, and, and Grandpa Stratton is not looking up. He's just letting this all just kind of roll off his back, like, and Ricky's like, and you don't have a son. And with that, that okay, that is when Grandpa turns around and looks at Ricky. like. And Ricky's at the door now, and he says, and I went without my father for 12 years, and I really missed him. Well, you missed the idea of him, but you didn't know him. Because I'm sure that his mother in between those 12 years probably had a string of boyfriends. Because that's why Ricky's in military school and the pilot is because she went and got married to her ski instructor and they wanted to go to Switzerland or wherever for the, the season to ski and everything. That's why, well, we can't have a child along, let's dump him here. So it's not necessarily because Ricky was bad, because you always hear, oh, you're going to reform school, you're going to military school to straighten you out. And Ricky says, he kind of concludes, like, and I can't believe that you don't miss your son. It's like He must, under all that gruff, under all those onion layers, I think Grandpa Stratton misses Edward. I think being that Grandpa Stratton probably grew up in a time where you didn't show emotion. You didn't say what you were feeling. That's my guess, anyway. All right, well, we're back at the Stratton house as Ricky is looking at through nuts and bolts. So it's probably learning about those lug nuts. We hear the doorbell, and Ricky grabs the door opener, and he's, like, within five... He's got to be within five feet of the door to open it. Because he walks, he picks it up from the coffee table, and he walks with the door opener, gets within at least five feet of it, or maybe four feet, and then opens it. It's like, if you can't open the door with that remote from where the proximity of the couch is... Why have then? You may as well just walk in that four extra feet and open the door yourself. I mean, it's a cool idea. It really is. I mean, I don't know if anything like this actually exists in real life. That would really help, like, handicap people and stuff like that. You know how, like, some places, like libraries and other places, hospitals, have that push this button and it will open the door automatically. I bet people could really, really, um, excuse me, bet they could really benefit from it. So the door opens and who is it? It's Grandpa Stratton. Like, oh, he showed up. Sweet. So aside, guys, it's clearly, of course, a set and everything, but there's like, a concrete, um, not so much, like, a wall. You could probably skateboard down that, uh, incline there. Um, and there's, like, uh, tree hedges, shrubs. But there's just all these stairs, like, right behind Grandpa Stratton. So those must lead to the front door. There's no railing that... He's a senior citizen. He probably could have used a rail. And what if he took a tumble? Those are cement steps. Could have cracked his head open. But anyway, he's there. You know, I bet Ricky is surprised. Like, oh, clearly what I said to him the other day sunk in because he's here now. I kind of wonder in proximity as to where Grandpa Stratton lives to Edward's place. Like, did Ricky have to take a taxi? This is Long Island, so did he have to take a train to get there? And Ricky calls him Mr. Stratton, not Grandpa, but Mr. Stratton. It makes me think of the pilot episode, like, are you Mr. Stratton? (laughs) Ricky is so excited that he's there, like, oh, I'm so glad you came. Oh, my gosh, we got so much stuff to talk about and cover. So I'm going to play this clip.
2: I don't care why you're here.
1: I'm
0: just glad that
2: you are. Look at this place. As if like I died and gone to
1: Coney Island.
2: My is Pac Man. My dad's terrific at it. He can outrun Blinky on every board. Amazing. Some people have sons who win Nobel Prizes. Mine can outrun Blinky.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so Ricky's excited. He shows his grandfather in, and his grandfather's like, okay, you can stop with the niceties and excitedness. I don't need that. This is strictly business. Your father has got a proxy, you know that sheet of paper that he wanted Edward to sign, so he's just coming over to get that. And we get to see Grandpa Stratton like break that chessboard because he beats the computer on it, and the thing just crashes like, like oh, you broke it. Great. And Ricky is so proud of his dad with the video games, and it's like, hey, my dad can beat Blinky on every single uh, pattern that this has. And of course, uh, Grandpa Stratton's got to say something like, yeah, I can see he's using his money wisely. <sighs> so Ricky asked his grandfather, like, hey, buddy, you come so down so hard on my dad. And Grandpa strand's like, oh, well, it's a habit, I guess. Well, like, habits can be broken, guy. And Ricky says, you know, like, my dad's got me now, and in this time he's become responsible, dependable, and this and that. And of course, I bet anything Edward's going to come in on that train. <laughs> and I called it. He's coming in on the train. <laughs> I'm going to play this clip.
2: signing what well see I've been thinking I'll be the judge of that now,
1: mother, but mother, I
2: figured out that if we just invest in some new automated equipment and get certain worker concessions we can make lug nuts in Baltimore for only a half cent more than it costs to make them in Taiwan that's a great idea dad <laughs> Richard do you know how to work a calculator yes sir right now that plant turns out 100 million <laughs> lug nuts a year <laughs> Multiply that by half a cent.
0: It costs $500,000. Just a
2: small detail,
0: huh? Well, my dad put a lot of thought into this.
2: He'd a little more thought. He might have cost me a million. <laughs> Son. No, Father, I still am going to vote against relocating that back. Unless, unless you agree to give 50% of the first year's profit... To helping the employees find new jobs. Unreasonable and stubborn. Qualities I learned from the master.
0: <laughs> I really do think it's important to help the employees get other jobs.
2: All right. Forty <laughs> percent of the profits,
1: not a cent more.
3: So, (laughs) Edward comes in on the train, sees his dad there, and he's like, okay, let's put this train back in reverse. As the train starts to move backwards, he's like, dad, no, wait! And as soon as Edward's there, Grandpa Stratton's already, like, saying, stand up straight, and this and that, and everything, and the paper that he's got, this proxy. I don't even know what proxy means. And this paper just has proxy written on it in big, bold, black type. So he says, I want you to sign this. Edward says, no. I think that we can save some money if you just invest a little money in, like, I think it's like new equipment or something like that. And, Ed, um, Grandpa Stratton says to Ricky, here's a calculator. Can you calculate this? And Ricky tells him how much this of this is. So, yeah, Edward doesn't want to sign. He's like, I'm for the workers. If you just do this, we can keep it in Baltimore instead of having to move the factory to Taiwan, putting everyone out of work. You're saving money in the long run. So, he... Edward also says, I also want you to get, what is it, like, half, like, 50% of the profits of the first year go to those workers to help them find new jobs. And Grandpa's trying at first, like, no, I'm not doing that. But Ricky, luckily Ricky is able, something about this boy, is able to convince Grandpa, like, oh, I'll do it for the boy here. Okay, he, he's changed my mind, you haven't. So... Edward decides to sign. Like, all right, good. I, Edward's got a heart of gold, man. Uh, you know, Grandpa Stran, he he he's got a Mr. Burns from The Simpsons heart. It's it's black and it's old. So Grandpa Stran got what he wanted. Edward signed the paper. He's pretty much getting ready to head out the door. And Ricky's like, no, no, you can't leave yet. It's like he wants his dad, and his grandfather to make amends, just have a clean slate and get along and everything. So Ricky suggests that he and dad and grandpa all sit on the couch and talk for a bit. So Edward and grandpa sit down on the couch, realize they're like practically cheek-to-cheek there. They have, they're like, all right, we're too close here. There we go. We're going to move, like, you're way on the end of that side. I'm on the end of this side. And Ricky, I think, sits between them. Like, all right, now let's have, have a talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing I love about Ricky is his positive attitude. He says it's like, yes, this is an awkward situation. He even says, yeah, it's gonna be awkward at first, but once we all get going and start talking, it's gonna be yak, 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 yak. <laughs> and and it's just his his dad's on one side of him, his grandpa's on the other, and it's like. Ricky is trying to be the strings that pull these two into each other, that pull each other together. Because if you think about it, yeah, Ricky's the glue. He's the son of one and the grandson of another. And I like how Ricky kind of uses his own experience of not knowing his father to kind of like, you know, I never knew my dad. There are 12 years of my life that I didn't have a dad. So, you have your son where you can go to see him, but you're choosing not to because of, you know, the you know the, the choices that he's made in life. And it's just like, you have an opportunity to be with your son and have a relationship, and you're choosing not to. I didn't have that choice. And... You know, that's the thing also, when it comes to relationships like that can be real, especially, especially if you're the child involved, it's like you, you like your parent and you want to get to know a grandparent, but the relationship between your parent and said grandparent is not really the greatest in everything. That really has got to stink. That really does. And that just hurts the kid. And also the parent slash child dynamic as well. I mean, Ricky shouldn't have to sneak around to see his grandparent and everything. So, Grandfather's start ratting is all like, Hey, Edward, have you done anything with... Your life, basically, since the bicentennial. And Edward's like, yes, as a matter of fact, I've started up a toy company. He makes safe, educational, and fun toys for kids. I love that. The fact that he's got children's safety in mind. The fact that these toys can be educational. And you can also have fun with them. Because... I know back in my day, I didn't really want to get an educational toy. No kid does. But if you make it fun, that takes the education right out of it. So it's like you're not like, like, oh, I'm learning something? I don't like that. But uh, Grandpa Strand, he's not impressed with this. Like, oh, really? You made a toy company? That's great. You could have done so much more with your life. And we also learn that apparently Edward got this money from his grandfather who had left it in his will to his grandson. So it wasn't directly given. Because he says, without your grandfather's money, you would have nothing. Because he surely was not going to give money to his son. And then he also starts making digs at Edward about like, oh, you could have went to this college, but you chose to go to this one. Because I guess Edward did start out in business school, but then what, he transferred and he was on the ski team? And because Grandpa Stratton makes a joke about you wanting to major in ski bunnies. Like, yeah, maybe if Edward was a good skier, he could be good enough to be in the Olympics. They have skiers in the Olympics. And then, of course, Edward's got to make the... The thing about, you know, you missed all my birthdays. You know, Ricky, for my fifth birthday, you want to know what my dad got me? He got me a suit. A suit for a five-year-old. And, of course, Grandpa Strand's like, yeah, and you got it all dirty with dirt and grass stains and everything like that. It's like, he's five. Five Five-year-olds like to play and run around and have fun. And he, Edward does say something about his mother passing away. And that his grandpa was the one to spend time with him, not his dad. So clearly he does not have any good of relationship with his father. But his grandfather took the time. When did Ricky's mother pass... It must have been early on. It must have been. You know what's interesting in this episode so far? not heard mention of uh grandpa grandpa stratton's uh wife don't know what happened to her edward doesn't say anything about having a relationship with her at all I mean, wait his mother guys i'm kidding <laughs> i'm sorry i meant okay i meant edward's grandmother because we know about the grandpa who left edward the money Pretty much cut to the chase. Ricky says, hey, dad, I want to get to know my grandfather. Please allow me to do this. I want to know, you know, my, it's basically, I'm going to be spending time with each of you. It's up to you whether or not you want to interact with each other. But I'm not going to hide it and go away in secret to see my grandfather and everything. I want to do this openly. It's like, basically, you guys are just going to have to deal with it. That's just how it's going to be. I want to be part of both your lives. Whether or not you two want to have a relationship together is up to you. I'm tired of trying to force the issue. So um, Grandpa Stratton's like, hey, I got some tickets to a baseball game. I know the manager. Do you want to come with? And it's almost like Grandpa Stratton's heart kind of turns toward Ricky. Like, okay, I'm going to make an effort. In, in in not so many words. I mean Grandpa Stratton still got the, the Grumpy grumpy puss face, but uh that's just his face. <laughs> he can't change he's an old he's an old man, guys. But you know, that's that's him being nice. So Ricky takes it, like, I'll take that chrome, whatever you offer, yeah, of course. You wanna spend time with me and make an app great. They don't he just not invite dad. Like, oh, it's just me and grandpa. Dad's not going to go. But then again, it's like an act break where the resolution, well, at least between, you know, Ricky and his grandpa, and then you see directed by Jack Shea come up. But then again, after that, there is a little bit more of the episode. But before we get to that, i just kind of rebounded a bit. It's like, okay, at one point, Grandpa Strand says, I would have offered you the world... But you, clear, I would have given you everything, and you weren't interested. And that's when Edward says, I went into business school, but he was doing it to make his dad happy. He didn't want to do that. All right, I just wanted to clear that up. So, at first I'm like, oh, yeah, it was the, the, Edward's grandpa who gave him the the money and the will and everything like that. But, I mean, because the way that Grandma Stratton is portraying, you know, um, Edward here as a goof-off who never took anything in his life seriously, never had any real goals and everything like that. So that's why, in his mind, that's why I gave you nothing. You got lucky because your grandfather, who loved you so much and spent so much time with you, was the one that left you the money. And also the one thing that Ricky points out here is the fact that Grandpa Strand came over to get that proxy. And Ricky says, you could have had um, somebody come and get that. You didn't actually have to make the effort and come here yourself. But I think you did because you wanted to see Edward. And Edward, I think you really do, in some part of yourself, want to know your dad. You just, you know, look at each other and just tell each other that you love each other. It's like, buddy, Rick... You know, I know you're only 12. And I know that you really right now are just seeing things in black and white like it's that simple. There's a lot of baggage. There's a lot of bad blood here that really, they're the ones that are going to have to make the effort, if they want to, to have a relationship together. This isn't something that's going to be fixed overnight. It definitely is not going to be fixed overnight. But I love Ricky's... you know, his intentions and everything are really good. And he sees goodness in his grandfather. He sees something there. So it's just going to take time. you got to sand away the rough edges of Grandpa Stran's personality. Edward, have you
2: accomplished anything at all since the Bicentennial?
1: <laughs> yes,
2: I started the Toy Factory. This, I suppose, is your warehouse. Funny guy. The the company shown any profits? I'm making toys that are safe, educational, and fun to play with. In other words, you're losing your shirt. More to life than making money, father. You, Edward, have always been fiscally irresponsible. If your flaky grandfather hadn't provided for you in his will, you'd be penniless today. Grandpa Eddie was a great man. He was a floating banana head.
1: Grandpa Eddie spent time with me.
2: of my time alone. You miss my birthdays. I sent you presents. Yeah, presents. You know what he sent me for my fifth birthday? A tuxedo.
1: <laughs> and
2: he ruined it with grass stains. <laughs> Edward, I wanted the world for you. I saw the day when I would come to you I tried, Father, you know I tried. I, I even entered business school just the way you always wanted. Yes, I had to give the college a gymnasium so they'd take you. <laughs> and after three months, you transferred to Aspen Junior College. And what was your major? Ski
1: bunnies. You know
2: perfectly well that I was on the ski team, and I had a chance to be really good, too. But instead of being proud and supportive, you thought it was stupid and wasteful. Well, well, it wasn't. Not to me. Well, it's part I my life, all you've been, been concerned about, about is Why are
0: you doing this to each other? and
2: See the game. You bet, Mr. Stratton. You don't have to call me Mr. Stratton. You call me simply Gramps. Never Gramps. <laughs> Grandfather.
0: Grandfather.
3: Oh. I mean he does ask Ricky if he wants to go to the baseball game. I love when Grandpa Stratton and Ricky put their arms around each other. It's so cute. It's so sweet. So after the credits kind of come up for a little bit, it's a, it's like a freeze frame almost, but it's like Ricky Schroeder and I think it's, it's John Houseman who plays um, Grandpa Stratton have to stand in that position for like a good minute or so turn around, look at Edward, and Edward's, you know, he's got his, you know, head hung low, like, hmm, you know, Dad, you never took me to a game, and you see Ricky, he's, like, kind of been, like, Grandpa, come here, come here, and he, he kind of puts an, an arm on his shoulder, like, ask him, ask him if he wants to go, please, and Grandpa's friends, like, Edward, would you care to go to the ball game? I love Edward's just, he, he's almost like, he's like, hmm, do I want to go? Hmm. Like, just say yes, Edward, say yes! We know you want to go! <laughs> so Edward's like pretending, like, thinking, over, do I want to go? I don't know. And then he smiled like a little kid, like, yeah, I'll go. Oh, it's so sweet. Also, I wanted to mention is when they um, the thing of what to call Grandpa Stratton and Ricky's like "Gramps?" and Grandpa Stratton's like "No no don't don't never no no Gramps." So Ricky's like "Grandfather." Okay. Okay, that will that will work. Yeah, it's an official term. See, I'm saying Grandpa Stratton, which I think Ricky calls grandfather, grandfather, you know, it's a, it's a, yeah, I mean, everyone's got their own, how, you know, grandpa, gramps, grandfather, pop pop, or, you know, just, just, just different, you know, there's all different types of ways of how you call your grandpa. I say grandpa. So, Edward, I was just thinking about that whenever he wanted, I'm like, he doesn't say you've never taken me to a baseball game, it's you didn't ask me if I wanted to go to this game, you asked Ricky, you didn't even ask me. So, of course, he's like, do you want to go to the baseball game, and... Like I said, Edward has pretend like, oh yeah, let's go. And then he's like, and then he kind of rushes back because they're heading towards the door. And he rushes back. He's he's got his hat. He's got like, oh, need this mitt. <laughs> and Grandpa's looking at him like, what are you doing? And Edward's like, well. You know, in case they throw a ball, catch it, and everything. It's better than trying to catch it in your hands. And uh, you'd be able to catch better with the glove. And of course, you know, Edward heads out the door, and Grandpa Stratton kind of looks at Ricky like, "You really want to bring him along? Is he normally like this, a giant kid?" And Ricky's like, "Oh, well, you know, I'm sure that that there is just a face. of that. <laughs> But that's the end of the episode. You know what, guys? <laughs> I just realized something. Kate only has one scene in this episode, she's out for, like, the whole thing. But then again, Leonard, too. But it's just I'm surprised Kate wasn't in the episode more. But it was mainly about the Stratton men. Ricky bringing his grandpa and his dad together, at least for this episode. And, and Ricky getting to meet his grandfather. And in a way, it's like, I can melt that heart of ice. Ricky's Ricky. He's got his... Look how he was able to to get the address from Kate. Even though Kate said this is a family matter, I really don't think I should be involved. I love my job. I don't want to get fired for this. Because it's like, yeah, right now, it's just Ricky and his dad. That's your family matter. But, of course, later on, if you know the show... She and Edward do get married, so she does become Ricky's stepmother. And then, of course, everything to do with the family does include her. So, so yeah, guys, that is the end of the episode. It's time for the episode rating, which is the toy train. I'm going to give this one... I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5. I- toy trains. I really I thought it was a cute episode. I liked Kate's appearance. <laughs> that one appearance when she, you know, she and Ricky were kind of having, you know, she was talking about her grandfather because Ricky's never had a Okay, guys, I just thought of something. Just thought of it just now. I don't know, why I didn't think of it earlier. Um is Evelyn Ricky's mom is her dad dead? Or does she not talk to either of her grandparents? Because he never mentions in this episode, oh, my mom's dad. Something there. I don't know if we're ever going to get into that history, but um, I, I liked the moment with Ricky and Kate, and him using these little puppy dog eyes, like, oh, please tell me about your grandpa. Can you please get me the address? Um, I like... Ricky's meeting his grandpa and everything like that. And just really kind of, I don't know if it's guilting him about saying, Hey, I didn't know my dad for 12 years. He kind of missed out on 12 years of my life. You have the opportunity to see your son and you choose not to that kind of thing. Um, And also the, it's the, the initial thing with Ricky bringing grandpa and dad together and everything like that, and just having them talk it out, and of you know, and them all going to a game together. That would have been cool to see that. That would have been cool. Um, but the two things I didn't like it's like, eh, Grandpa. I mean, yeah, he's a stuffed shirt and everything like that. I just thought that was kind of funny that that picture there of his. Father, um, looking like Edward or something like that. like, yeah, I thought that was kind of goofy, but whatever. <laughs> um, the only other thing I've, I, guess I didn't really care for would have been the whole thing about the, the the proxy deal, like in the beginning with Leonard and stuff. It's like, okay, that's just explanation and this and that about nuts. It's like, okay, come on, let's let's move on a little bit. So, for the silver spoonful for this episode, for Grandfather Stratton, I'm going to say, what actually would I say in regards to this? I've never been in a position like Ricky has where I haven't known a grandparent. And I certainly have never been in a position where I'm trying to bring two people together. It's like, you know, two people that you love that are fighting and you, like, make up something to try to bring them together and work out their differences. I've never, never done that ever. But, um, if you're, if you're a parent and you realize, like, think about the child in the situation, what they're possibly going through. If your child wants to get to know grandparent or something like that. You just don't think it's a good idea. Maybe explain to your child why you don't feel that it is a good idea. Like if there's something going on there, you feel like that having that relationship would be harmful to your child. That is really the parent's choice. That's your choice to make that call and everything um you know if you're a kid if you're just curious like i don't know them can you tell me a little bit of about my my parent because all kids are curious i would imagine about a a parent a grandparent that is not in the picture you know kids ask questions like why isn't this person in the picture why haven't i met them why does this person not want to spend time with me stuff like that so you know like i said parents discretion how you want to deal with that just be honest enough, just give them the information in the best way possible would be my, uh, that'd be my advice. Alright, so next week we will be talking about Season 1, Episode 5, entitled Me and Mr. T, which aired on October 16th, 1992. 1982! <laughs> 1982. <laughs> 1982. Um, and if you're asking yourself, is that Mr. T, as in Mr. T from A-Team, you are correct. It is Mr. T from the A-Team. So in this episode, Ricky insists on going to a public school so he can be more of a regular kid. I'm tra- Well, he's 12, so... It seems like, in the pilot episode, his mom just dumped him, like, right away into military school. Or how long had he been there prior to his mother dropping him off there? I don't know. So, my guess is, if Evelyn, his mother's got money, she probably put him in a private school for the majority. Like, I want you to have the best education, I'm putting you here. So... But, of course, Ricky sticks out for being rich. You know, his dad's a millionaire. And he gets a black eye from the school bully. Oh, that's just wonderful. See, guys, this is before we had no bully zones and stuff like that. Determined to not let Ricky get hurt, which, if he's got a black eye, he kind of already is, Edward hires Mr. T as his bodyguard. Because if you're rich, like edward stratton you can afford the best security for your son well it's either that or get him a plastic bubble but um <laughs> i think mr hiring mr t is a, a bit more funner all right this episode's gonna have a 6.7 out of 10 all right so it seems a little less than what was the other one 7.36.7 all right There isn't any trivia. But let's say hey to some uh, listeners for the week. All right, we got Sun Valley, Nevada, Seattle, Washington, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Portland, Oregon, Mountain View, California, Atlanta, Georgia, Cedar Park, Texas, Nottingham, United Kingdom, Lawrenceville, Georgia, Jamaica, Plain, Massachusetts, Riverdale, Hey, kind of like that TV show, which I have season one. I have yet to watch it yet. Riverdale, Maryland. Santa Ana, California. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Vernon Rockville, Connecticut. Cochrane, Canada. Windsor, Canada. Arcadia, Indiana. Manhattan, Kansas. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Merino Valley, California. I can't pronounce this one. R E with the hash mark union I'm not sure what that is guys sorry and the city is brass hyphen P A N O N Chattanooga Tennessee Casula Australia Houston Texas <laughs> Los Angeles California Robina Australia, Virginia Australia. Oh, that's interesting. Graysonville, Maryland. Osaka, Japan. Maiden, Massachusetts. St. Louis, Missouri. Ponce, Puerto Rico. So, if you're new to the podcast or you're a regular listener, uh there are ways that you can connect with the podcast. You can go to Facebook. And go to, together we're going to find our way, a Silver Spoon, unofficial Silver Spoons podcast, or you can also go to the Punky Power podcast Facebook page, because I also post updates there for upcoming Silver Spoons episodes. Um, Also, there is the Punky Power Instagram uh, podcast, you can go there. Um, Silver Spoons podcast also has its own Instagram as well, so either or, whichever you're, you're choosing you can go to either um if you would like to send me an email i would love to hear from you you can do that at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com if you're enjoying this podcast and you'd like to show a little love you can go to itunes and go to the punky power podcast punky power an unofficial punky Brewster podcast it's a mouthful. <laughs> but, um, yes, that is where you will find the Silver Spoons podcast underneath in that feed. So before I go, um, I did promise I wanted to talk about one of the books I just got done reading. And, guys, it is a beautiful book. I really, really loved it. Now, the book I read is actually a library book. It's Courage by Barbara Binns. This book actually just came out in July, at the very end of July. Oops. Oops. So I'll read the synopsis here. A timely middle grade debut perfect for fans of Ghost, which is by Jason Reynolds, and Booked, which is by, is it Kawami Alexander, I believe? This is a story of race, class, and the strength of brotherly love. Tishon has worked hard to get his family's life back on track after his father died. His father passed away from cancer. But as things are returning to normal, his world is suddenly turned upside down when his older brother Lamont returns from prison. T puts his frustrations into his diving practice, especially when he gets a scholarship to join a prestigious diving team at the local private swim club. But when crimes start increasing in the neighborhood. And Lamont is a prime suspect. Tishon begins to question the hope that he and Lamont can put. The broken pieces of their damaged relationship back together. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this book. This book is the story is set in the south side of Chicago. And this book does deal with race and class. And of course, like they said, the strength of brotherly love. Um, as I said, T's father passed away from cancer. So his mother is basically a single woman who is trying to keep things afloat. She actually has not just Lamont, the older brother, you know, and, and Tishawn, she also has a four year old daughter named Rochelle. Now, I'm not trying to get too, too spoilery. I'm just kind of setting up the book. <clears throat> After their, the boys and Rochelle's father passed away, you know, they ca- the family kind of had to move into a homeless shelter. They lost their house that they had lived in. Uh, bills, you know, from the cancer um, had started piling up, not to mention the birth of the daughter. Hospital bills for that started piling up, so getting deep in over their heads and they lost their house. They had to go to a homeless shelter for a bit until they were able to eventually, you know, the mother could get a job and start making money to get into an apartment for herself and the, and the boys. Well, Lamont started getting involved with older boys and hanging out and doing bad things and and getting involved in a gang. And Things just started escalating and there were crimes and Lamont actually got kicked out of that homeless shelter. They said, we don't want you back here. You are frightening the the children and the other people. You're, you know, he was just trying to be big and bad and tough. The influence of being in the gang and everything and things just kind of escalated with uh, a, a, a robbery. So... Lamont ends up going to prison for a bit. He was supposed to serve ten years, got out after two. And, you know, if you read the book, you'll find out why he got out early. And, you know, at first, you know, Tishawn and Lamont were, you know, they're about... Not 10 years age difference, but maybe around, like, Tishawn is 14, Lamont is, like, 19, 20. So there's a bit of an age difference. And, you know, when their dad was alive, Lamont was a great guy. He had a good head on his shoulders and everything, and the brothers were really, really tight. After the dad's gone, the brother gets involved in the gang, and their relationship is just kind of not good. So, when Tishon finds out that his brother is getting released, he's not too happy, he's like, my brother used to intimidate me and everything like that, he shoved a gun in my face, and I just, I am worried about him coming back and what that means, because, you know, Tishon's the older brother to Rochelle. Rochelle is only four. She never really met Lamont because she was a year old when Lamont went into um, the system, and the prison system. So we're not only dealing with the brother coming home and them having to get used to being around each other again and what that means, we're also seeing Tashawn. he's a really good student. He wants, he goes to the community pool and dives well, um, I guess the prestigious, it's like a YMCA, but for, it's like an uh, exclusive club. And they have, like, family swim or something there. And this one boy comes up to, to Sean, like, hey, you look, you know, good out there, even though he'd only, like, jumped off the diving board once and everything. He's like, I kind of like how this feels. And his teacher, Mr. Hun-something, Um, actually his father put money into that, that diving club, that swimming club. And Tishon's like, Hey, um, I don't know if you have like a scholarship or something like that. And and the teacher's like, well, we really don't have that. I'm using a lot of my own personal money to invest in this. And later on, he's like, oh, by the way, it turns out there is a scholarship, which you'll, if you read, like I said, you read the book, you'll find out more about that later. So, um, and also, one thing that brings up, um, Tishon has a friend named Dante who has uh, sickle cell anemia, and so we get to learn a little bit about what that disease is and what it does to a young kid, because, Tishan is really looking out for Dante, like, hey, you need to be drinking water, you're starting to sweat and everything, just make sure, he's taking care of his buddy, they're best friends. We do get to see, um, some cop on, you know, cop violence with, um... I'll just explain, Uh, Tishawn and Dante, Dante's mother's driving them back, like I said, they live on the south side, there's this older gentleman that the neighborhood all knows, he's a great guy, and they're kind of stuck in traffic, and Tishawn and Dante kind of look out and see the police getting very aggressive, and they are Caucasian police, they're getting very aggressive with this old man, thinking like, oh, he's got a gun, he doesn't have a gun, guys, he's an old man, and they're... Um, brutalizing this man, like, get on the ground, get on... And this this, is he's an old man. You can't just say, get on the ground, they're gonna, boom, hit the ground, like, right away. And they start, like, I think, hitting him and stuff. But luckily, Dante's got his phone, because he starts recording this. And, of course, they're putting it up on the internet, and stuff's blowing up right away. And it's like, because they're on the south side, like, it doesn't really get a whole lot of attention. But it's still... Police brutality, and so just a lot of this, a lot of with you know kids being stopped by the uh, cops and stuff like that, who think they're the boys and their friends are up to no good, and because it gets mentioned a few times how Tishon looks like his older brother Lamont. I mean, Lamont just got out of jail or prison. The police are kind of on the lookout, knowing that. Um, Lamont was in jail and just him hanging around with the gang and everything. They're, like, wanting to keep a lookout. The neighbors are worried. There's these, um, take back the streets, uh, meetings and stuff like that. And one of the agendas is no one wants Lamont back in the neighborhood. They're like, you caused a lot of terror when you were here last time. There's even a petition that goes up, so... This mistaken idea oh my gosh guys, I'm not gonna say anymore. This book is so so good. It is so good. I I would I gave it five out of five stars on Goodreads. It's amazing. Go read it. I think it might even be an audiobook. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I will post information on the podcast Instagram so you guys can see it and everything like that, but definitely go read it. Um, back in February this year, I started reading more um, African American, you know, young adult, middle grade stuff like that, just because I am interested in reading about, you know, other other people, other ethnicities and everything, and their way of life, how things work for them, just people struggling to. To be able to make a life for themselves and being, you know, successful and everything, the, the, the hardships that people go through and then the, the successes that they later celebrate. So, um, yeah. So that being said, guys, like I said, I love the but I loved this episode. I thought it was a good episode. We're gonna see more of Grandpa Stratton coming up in future episodes. So look forward to that. But, hey, it's a nice nice Sunday afternoon. I hope it's nice where you are. Um, I continue to pray for the people that are affected by the Hurricane Florence, or now I think it's been dropped down to a tropical storm. But anyway, just for everything that's going on with that and people making uh, efforts to, to help them out, it just... I love how everybody comes together in these times. It sucks that these things happen, but the fact that we people jump on the bandwagon, like, yes we're a country we're going to help people in need and everything because that's what we do So, Alright guys, I will be back next week with me and Mr. T Season 1, Episode 4 of Silver Spoons. Have a great day Bye-bye
1: Together Together